welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Positively You podcast. Today I have another repeat guest on, Andy Thewison. And I have been waiting to have this conversation with Andy. I mean, actually I've had this conversation with Andy a lot, but I've been waiting (laughs) to have it with, like record it. So you guys can hear yes. it too, because Andy has gotten me into human design, which you guys know I talk about all the time, and I'm so excited to have the conversation today. So welcome back, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. All right. So I want to just jump right in because I think human design gets lumped into a lot of other things, and I want to kind of just lay the groundwork of what human design is and what it's not because I think we get it looped in with like personality tests and the Enneagram and all, and, or is it astrology? Like what is human design? If I'm hearing it for the first time and I'm like, okay, is it like a personality test? Like, where do I go to take this or what is my human design? Let's introduce the brand new newbie to human design. (laughs) Okay. Yay. I love (laughs) introducing newbies to human design. So this will be fun. So human design is really kind of like this hybrid of all these really fun, like, um, ancient knowledge systems. So it takes in Western astrology. So it is very much in the astrology family. It's you're going to see, if you're familiar with astrology, when you see your human design chart, you'll see the planetary glyph. So you'll see Mars, you'll see chart, you know, Jupiter, you'll see all that. So that ties in. Then it takes in the chakra system. So you'll, if you're familiar with chakras, that feeds into the system. And then, then the Chinese I Ching, which is the will of change. So if you recognize the will of change of all the 64 changes, that's waved into human design. And then also the Kabbalah, which is the tree of life and really the incarnation crosses um, play into that. So there's all these really beautiful ancient systems that feed in to create this composite chart or energetic um, blueprint of your life. I like to call it your soul's blueprint, your owner's manual, because it really does give you a really good idea of who you were born to be before the world told you who you are. And that's a really good segue to answer your second question is how is this different than personality tests? So personality tests, which I love, I love taking personality tests. I'm like geeking out on all of it. I was listening to your Camille episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go to this website. Like I love all that stuff. But what the problem with that kind of thing is, is it only kind of gives us an idea of who we are now. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of conditioning built into those tests because it's who we've made ourselves to be. Either we've held ourselves back and we've made ourselves small, or we've placated ourselves to fit into the mold that we've become over this amount of time. So yes, they're super helpful for giving us a kind of a, a, you know, like, where are we at now? Where are we, how are we showing up right now? But how human design is different is it is only based on three bits of information, your time of birth, your date of birth, and your place of birth. That's it. 
So yeah. you don't have to take a quiz. You don't have to like, kind of like rack your brain about answering the question. And how does this best fit me now? It really does just give you this like cold blueprint of how you incarnated into this lifetime, really who you were meant to be before the world told you who you are. That's really who I like, how I like to explain it and how I like to use human design when I'm doing readings or when I'm working with coaching clients is like, let's get back to who you were meant to be. Yeah. And understanding and, that and understanding the blueprint that. level, which I love the term blueprint that you use. Cause if you've ever looked up your human design chart, it can look like the most confusing thing if you've never seen it before, which is the same thing. If you were to look at like a blueprint of a house and you are not an architect, you'd right. be like, I don't know what these angles mean. I don't know what this is, but it definitely is this like language that once you understand it, it makes perfect sense. And then up pops a beautiful house, right? Like, right. Yeah. And so that's a really cool wording. I like that you word that with the word blueprint. I learned something new. I had no idea that that many systems went into it. Yeah. It's a lot of ancient systems. I had no clue. And you think yeah. I would, cause I've been like geeking out on this for like two years now. And that just totally was like, Oh really? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it is a fascinating system and I love how it all just ties and how the, these systems that were created by these ancient cultural, you know, civilizations, how they all just kind of tie. I mean, we've been looking at the stars for ever, right. And mm -hmm. looking for answers from the stars. So I love how this all just kind of ties and it's, fascinating. If you want to go even nerdier, um, scientists are actually even studying these systems and seeing how they correlate. And oh. I mean, you can look at quantum physics and, um, study neutrinos, which is how each planet will send information through the process of neutrinos. And that is how we're programmed and how that ties into human design. So it is very much, very scientific, as well as very spiritual and woo-woo and all the fun things. But I love that there's like this nerdy, like really scientific, like backing up with facts um, side of human design as well. Yes. Oh, and that's my favorite thing is when all of those pieces kind of start to come together. Cause I, there was a, a reel or something that popped up the other day about the moon, that blue moon that we had just barely. Mm, yeah. And there was someone that was talking about it from a meteorology standpoint and someone else that was talking about it from a geology standpoint and ecology standpoint, and then an astrology standpoint. And I was like, oh, I could nerd out on all of these standpoints, <laughs> right? They all have valid points to bring to the conversation. Yeah. And that's what I think is really cool about human design is, you know, if if this calls to you or if these other personality tests or anything, they're just ways to help you A, understand yourself and B, understand others. And that's something that I think is really cool, you know, because a lot of people, we can write things off like, oh, your astrology or, or what's your sign or whatever. In fact, it's really funny. Right before I hopped on this call, uh -huh. Connor sent me a reel and it was like a text message between a father and a son. And it was like, Hey dad, what's my birth time and place? And the reply was stay away from that girl or something. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm always asking people that same thing. Right. So there's like, right. there's like the people who are, are super into it. And then others that are like, Oh my gosh, you're asking me my birth time. I know exactly where this is going, <laughs> but I think it's so fun. And just I don't know if you don't even want to dive all the way into it. It's just a way to open yourself up to get curious and to get curious about other people and understand right. them, which is you. Hi, this is what I'm all about, right? I'm always right. telling you to get curious. Um, and I just think it's such a fun and creative and cool way to do that. Right. I, and what has been fun for me and the process of reading for hundreds of people at this point is 
My favorite is when I get the wife who, who comes and does a reading. She's totally into it, loves it. And then like, she talks the husband into coming and doing a reading with me and the husband gets on there. He's like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what this is. Like whatever she, she paid for it. I'm here. And I'm like, yes, these are my favorite to start reading for because they come into it. Like they don't know what this is. They don't understand it. And they are like, I know I'm at, like, not sell them. Cause that's not the right word, but like, I'm going to have to like, they're going to be a harder yeah. read because they're going to have more of that. Like logical side that this has got to make sense to me. And they are always my favorite because typically I actually, I should say always, because in my experience for that, Hey, there we go. In my experience, (laughs) every single one of these guys that come in who are like, you're weird. I don't know what this is are, are blown away by the end of the reading, because there's no way that I could know this stuff about them without having this have some validity. So they are my favorite because by the end, they're hanging on every word that I'm saying because they are just like, literally their minds are blown because they have, they've never experienced being so seen. Mm, You said it. And so understood on a energetic level. And so many of them are like, oh my gosh, my whole life makes sense. Like I thought there was something broken. I thought there was something quirky with me. I thought that there was like, this was just me being a weirdo. Like, and that's like, oh my gosh, that's purposeful. That's how I'm meant to show up. That's unique to me. That's part of my design of how I'm energetically meant to move through the world. And it's just like this, like for the first time seeing that that's true to who they are and permission to lean into it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That bundled up in a little nutshell is what I want you to take from this. Like we don't even have to get into like the nitty gritty of what human design is. We will, but yes, (laughs) of course, but that's what it is all about. When you said for the first time they feel seen, I think that so many of us are craving that we are going through life, you know, like you've said with different programming or showing up how we think we should, or, you know, people please all of these different things. And to have somebody come in and say, Hey, this, 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 and this, and someone be like, you see that in me, that is incredible. And that is why I love human design so much. It's been incredible for me to my reading with Andy, you guys, it was like three hours long and could have been even longer. We literally went from zoom to my phone. She came with me to carpool pickup. (laughs) Like the kids were in the car. I'm like, just be quiet. We're still going because Andy was there was just so many things where I was like, no, I've never f- had someone tap into that before. It's right. incredible. And that is what we are all craving. I think as humans, we're craving this connection. We're craving deeper things. And what an incredible tool to be able to have to do that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I love it too. And it really is like this. And I think that's kind of what makes me different than other human design readers is like, you know, they're just relaying the information because you, I mm-hmm. mean, let's be honest, anybody can go down the rabbit hole of the internet and get lots of information about human design. Right. They could probably look up every aspect on their chart and get something. Um, but what, but what doing a reading with somebody is they're able to like, when I look at a chart, it speaks in a language to me and tells me a story. So yeah. I'm able to take these, It like, it's, it's so like, have you ever watched that good doctor where like the thing, like when he like gets it and it clicks and there's like this board of like the body and how everything dies. And it's like, 
you know, he's got autism. So that kind of like, just that, like how his brain works. It's interesting because like almost like identical to that in my own experience is how, what happens when I look at somebody's chart, it's Mm. like, I'm energetically feeling into their story and how these things who, and you know, you, you're a good example of this is you have these things on your chart that may seem like they're not in congruence to each other or that they're like dualistic a little bit. But like when I tie into the energy, it like flows and works so beautifully for that person that it does actually work. It can be this and that for that person. And that's my favorite thing is like being able to see how these little nuances that like, if you were just trying to figure out this chart on your own might seem like they're off or like that doesn't work. And then like, when I see it myself and I like kind of tie it all together for you, it's like, oh, that's actually perfectly how this is meant to work for you. Yeah. And that's the fun part of doing it that way. Yeah. Cause Andy's not lying. My chart, when she pulled it and everything about my astrology and everything, I, I have polar opposites. It's very, like, I have a very contradictory chart. It's her kind of profile fun. is the living contrast. So like very accurate. Yes. Yes. So when I am all over the place, I really, the blueprint is there. I'm all over the place. But like you said, yeah, if I were diving into that by myself, I'd be like, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. Cause on the one hand it's saying this. And on the other hand, it's saying this, but being able to kind of like walk through it. And then even just after the fact, you know, once you have that information, then going through life and being like, oh, okay. Like that is making sense here. Like you can start like not reverse engineering it, but just kind of like cluing into your life a little bit and how you're doing certain things. It's, it's so, so cool. And like I said, the chart can feel overwhelming. There are so many parts to it, but it's a fun thing to just slowly dive into pick like one little thing at a time. So that's kind of what I want to do right now. Um, there's for everyone who's like, okay, what are you, what are you even talking about? (laughs) There's four, five types, five, there's five energetic types. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So they are, let's see, let's go with the rarest first is a reflector. Yes. Reflectors are about 1% of the population, 1% of the population. So there are cute little rare people. Yes. Um, But they are, they, I think there's a lot of um, myth around reflectors because all the reflectors I've met are super powerful people. And I think because we think they're so rare and they're like wide open. So a reflector is if we're looking at just a chart and you're like Mm -hmm. not seeing what the readout is, a reflector has none of their chakras activated. They're wide open. They have nothing at all defined. And that's what makes them a reflector. And that's why they're so rare is because they have no centers defined. Um, So that's why they're rare. So you would think, oh my goodness, they're so wide open. They're going to be so conditioned. They're going to be like really super sensitive to the world around. And I'm not saying that they are, but they are also have this beautiful, like every energetic type also has an aura and their aura is a Teflon aura. So they're really meant to sample other people's energy without taking it on. So they're really able to be this mirror for us and how we, so sometimes we see ourselves in reflectors and Mm -hmm. that's why you'll hear that a lot. Um, but they're not taking it on. So there really are pretty tough birds for lack of a better description more than you would think based on like just looking at that alone. So I really do love working with reflectors because they are crazy powerful. Yeah. And every type is in their own way. Cause I think that's Absolutely. something like, cause I don't know about you, but sometimes like when you hear something rare, you're like, oh, I want to be that one. Right? right. Like, like you want to be something, which yeah. is so interesting. When we start talking about generators and mansions, I'll bust that myth right open. Okay. I, 
then let's move on because the next one then is manifestors, right? Manifestors are about 9% of the population. Okay. I'm a manifester. Yes. We've got a manifestor. I like to call them the fire starters. They are creators. They are here to create sparks. They are here to create movements. They're here to start businesses. And, And when we hear Nike say, do it, they're the only ones who can really just go out and do it. Okay. Um, but with that, there are all, all these elements, every single type has this flow with the universe. So it, there is always this waiting period for all of the types. So like, even for you, you can't just like go out and do whatever you want. That do it attitude comes in when you get those urges, mm-hmm. when you get a, like, let's say marching order from the divine, right? Like you have something that comes through and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. This is what I have to create. And all of a sudden you're going from like 50% energy to 200% energy. And yeah. FYI, manifestors are the only non-sacral type. If we're, I mean, we, I could talk for like hours of trying to <laughs> like narrow this down, but they are the only one that does not have a their own source of, they manifestors and um, reflectors and projectors do not have a defined sacral. So they don't have right. their own energy source that's consistent to them. So let's leave it at that to simplify. Um, but when manifestors are in that creative mode, they do create a ton of energy mm-hmm. and it's almost like they go through this. Like if someone was outside looking in, it might look almost like a manic episode because they have, they can go three or four days on very little sleep and be producing But at the end of that, when they've produced what they were meant to produce, it's like they crash and they're down at 50%. Yes. Which I actually experienced this. I feel like yesterday I might still be kind of riding that little high. And then Thursday, Friday this week, I'm going to be useless. Like I, and I I already said that I was like, Hey, I had this huge jolt of energy yesterday was creating, was going all of this stuff. And I did actually text Connor and said, look at all this stuff I did. And then I was like, I will be dead and useless the rest of the week. So don't expect anything from me. Right. And that's the beauty of now you're, you know, um, Connor knows that. So Mm -hmm. like, it's really cool to have that tool knowing that like, there are going to be cycles of energy where you are really fired up and you can get a lot of stuff done. And then there's going to be those lulls of where like, yeah, maybe pants seem like a lot today. Yep, (laughs) exactly. But, and that's again, coming back to understanding yourself when you know that, it's so powerful because otherwise on those days where I am in a rest, I could be like, what is wrong with me? Right. Get your butt you, out of bed. You need to get going. Like, oh, you always do this. Right. You know and what I mean? Yeah. And this of like, oh my gosh, I just had so much energy yesterday. What is wrong with me? And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. You're just flowing with those ebbs as you should. Yes. Yes. And but that's yeah. what's so powerful is being able to understand yourself a little bit and be like, oh, this is good for me. This is normal for me. This is how I work. And someone else's energy might be completely different. Yes. I want to just add a little bit about aura for manifestors because manifestor auras get a bad rap because you'll go down the rabbit holes. It's repelling. Like sometimes I'm like, could we choose something better the way that we describe some of these terms? Mm -hmm. Um, so I like to flip that a little bit instead of being called repelling, which is sounds just awful. Um, I'd like to call it sifting. Okay. So, I like that better. That feels right. good to me. <laughs> right. So yes, like let's keep it to a simple analogy. So manifestors are meant to be the bus driver. They are going on a trip. They're going on a vacation. They are the bus driver. They're their director. They're going to get everybody who is meant to go on their adventure with them on this bus. There are going to be people who will be like, oh my gosh, I want to go on Jesse's bus. She's amazing. I love Jesse. 
she's the who I want to follow. And they like file on that bus and they'll follow you and that bus to the ends of the world. Yeah. But there's also people who are like, Jesse is not my bus. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to go anywhere she's going. And that's that sifting energy because you are really energetically feeling into who is meant to be in your realm, who is meant to be following you, what you're doing and what you're creating and supporting you. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be people who are like, I, she's not my type of tea and that's totally fine. And that's the energy of the sifting. It's sifting yes. on who is meant to be in your realm and who's not. Yeah. And I always love to coach my manifestors. Like you, you have to get to the point of where like you can be the juiciest, ripest peach in the orchard, but some people just don't like peaches. Yeah. Yes. And that's, and no, and that's been huge for me. So thank you, all of my bus people who are here on our, my bus. Yes. I love you. I'm on the bus. <laughs> we're all on the bus. But no, and and realizing that, and I mean, that's true for everybody, right? Like everyone's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but that repelling aura and everything has been huge for me to let the people go who aren't my people Yeah, with no like resentment or judgment or hurt on my part or anything. And I mean, that's a work in progress every single day, but that's that's a hard one for manifestors. Oh yeah. But it's been really powerful. And there's days where I can stop and realize like, oh, I just brushed that off. Like, wow, that's really cool. So again, this is just such a fun growth tool. Like, oh, Oh, it's so great. You know, I can just nerd out. (laughs) Yeah. This could be like a two hour episode, but we will try to keep it brief. Right. <laughs> enjoyable. Okay. So moving on to the next energetic type, which is myself, um, a projector. So projectors make up about 20% of the population. So projectors are, I would say of all the energetic types, they have the hardest transition when they find out their energetic type, because the way that they have been moving through life is so different mm-hmm. than the, actually how they're meant to. So it is, is probably the biggest shift and they are the, probably the most open to conditioning because typically projectors have a lot of open centers. And as opposed to a reflector who just kind of samples people's energy. So we have a penetrating order. So we really do, we see people on a very deep level. Mm -hmm. So when I'm meeting people, my energy is going into your aura and I'm reading it. I'm getting information. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing how you can shift your energy and be more efficient. And for most of my life, I always just thought I was really good at reading people yeah, and um, like seeing people deeply. Like a lot of people would be like, why don't you like that person? They're amazing. I'm like, oh, there's something off. Like I just would know um, when people's energy is off and they weren't being authentic or they weren't being their true selves. I just could see it. Yeah. And I've always been really good about giving advice and people love coming to me for advice. Um, and the whole thing with being a projector is we need to wait to be invited. So sometimes I like to give advice when I'm not invited and that does not go well for me because yes. it blows up in my face because they didn't ask for my advice. So and one like of the- you said is when projector, because you said projectors, when they find out their projectors have the most resistance. Do you think that that invitation piece is a huge part of that? Because oh, for there's, sure. there's a bunch of projectors that I've talked to in my life that are like, wait, I have to be invited. Like, I don't like that. And it I- is that's an interesting one to kind of navigate. It is a hard one to wrap your head around because like, so like, you know, you know, reflectors, I imagine like learning, you have to wait for a full moon 
or full, a full moon cycle. That's their, you know, their strategy, but like for them, it really is just feeling into the right energy. Does this feel good? And giving themselves time to make decision. It, it's not like they have to wait for other people. They just have to wait to make decisions. That's mm-hmm. so that's, we can navigate with that. Um, for manifestors, it's like, just initiate, just yes. do it. Like yes. there's okay. no, like, and I'm okay. going to pop in here and tell you, because that that's been hard for me, the initiating and the informing. And the other day I was actually on, I was excited to tell you this story. Okay, the other good. day I was on a podcast interview and we got done at the end and then we were talking and I asked her, she teaches classes on some, uh, anyway. And I was like, Hey, are you going to be doing a class anytime soon? Cause I want to come. And she was like, Oh, I don't have any plans, but you know what? If you're interested, like maybe I'll put one together. And we figured out all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, what's your energetic, like what's your human design type? And she's a generator and they're to respond, right? Yes. Okay. Because we paused and I said, oh my gosh, I think we just did it right. And she said, what? And I said, I initiated, but then I put the idea out to you and then you're responding and you're going to make it happen. And we just had this like moment of nerding out where we were like, we did our human design right. <laughs> we Yes, absolutely. So that, yeah. So then we have generators of engines, which there's this to respond. So it's basically like all, they get all these things. And if it lights them up, if they get that energetic, yes, yeah. um, then they go for it. Super easy mana, you know, working and moving through the light, but for a, for a projector, we get wait for an invitation. Mm-hmm. So here's, what I have learned as a projector myself and how this has really actually worked out really well for me. So it is really easy as a projector because then you find out also that you're not meant to do, you're meant to see. So you're really not meant to move through and like be doing all the time. You're like actually need a lot of rest. And so a lot of times what I see is projectors like, oh, holy cow. Yes. Hallelujah. I don't have to be going all the time. I don't have to be doing all the time. I don't need to move through like the world, like a generator. So all of a sudden we get these beautiful projectors who are like, oh, I just get to sit on my couch and study mm-hmm. and be lazy and wait for these invitations to come in, which sounds lovely <laughs> because you've been moving through life so quickly and trying to keep up with the rest of the world when you're really not meant to in right. that way. So the shift that I has been made and what I think most gen, uh, most projectors need to do is it is your job is to be really, really confident in what you bring to the table. Yeah. To really, the work that is meant for projectors to do is what is seeing yourself and recognizing yourself. So what I had to do is like, okay, what are my gifts? What am I really good at seeing? I'm really good at seeing people. I'm really good at reading people. I'm really good at human design. And I can use my gifts as a projector to really elevate a reading experience where I'm bringing in my channeling, I'm bringing in my, my intuitiveness, and I'm able to really give you a really holistic reading, which is totally different than what other people do because of the way that I work. And I had to fully recognize that in myself, which is not easy to do. It takes time. It takes like, okay, I am really good at this. I'm actually a bad at this. Like I'm, this is my talent. This is my gift. This is my thing. Um, and stand in that and be confident in that. And so what happens when you do that as a projector, when you figure out what your thing is, what you're confident, what you're good at, then you, your job is to allow allow yourself to be seen, which is again, Mm -hmm. really hard for projectors to do because we're so scared of being seen because our byproduct is success. We're meant to be successful. That's what our like alignment is. Um, so the opposite of success is failure. So if we put ourselves out there and it doesn't work out for us, we fail. Mm. So we're scared to death of being seen and failing. 
because we know we're meant for success. So what has shifted for me is like, I'm really good at this. I have a lot to offer and allowing myself to be confident, not cocky, but confident in that. And then putting out the content, showing up on podcasts, doing my own podcast, creating content on social media that, that I am sharing those gifts that I have and then allowing myself to be seen. Cause when I'm seen and people see that, that's when those invitations come rolling in. I get invited on podcasts. I get yes. invited to do readings. I get invited to speak at um, at retreats and different things. And so the shift that projectors need to make is like, what are you good at? What are your talents? And allowing yourself to be stand firmly and see yourself first and then allow others to see you because that's when the invitations come in. They're mm. not going to come in with you're sitting on the couch like, I'm just really good at that. You know, it really is a process of seeing yourself first and putting yourself in places where you're being open to being seen. So those invitations come in and energetic knowing if people are following you on social media, they're giving you an invitation for you to share your gifts. Yes. That's it. And I want people to understand that that is an energetic invitation for you to share. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's really interesting is diving deeper into like, what does that mean? Right. Cause you said, surface level being invited is like, okay, I have to sit here and not make a peep until I'm invited. Because if I say anything, right, that might feel like I'm initiating or I'm informing or whatever. Right. And and so peeling that back a little bit and being like, okay, how does one get invited? Right. And and thinking about that more. So I love that, that that's standing in yourself, that that is putting it like you don't know to invite people if they're not there, you know? So right. I like think nobody's going to know I'm yeah. really good at what I do unless I show you that I'm really good at what Absolutely. Right. So I love that it's going far, like with all of this, there's so many, it's like an onion, right? Like there's so many right. little layers that you can pull back and keep discovering. And even just in that alone, how much you were able to discover about yourself with just yeah. that one aspect of what does that mean to be invited? Right. That's just one part of my chart that changed everything. And there's yeah. so many components of a chart. We're just talking about like raising Very the surface level. Up very base level of human design. And just knowing that about myself and how I meant to function, like that has changed the game for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I'm thinking as we're talking about this before we dive into the next uh, two types that are left is even thinking, because like you've said, sometimes when you find out your type or find out different things, it feels off or it feels like not right. So a question that I'd like to ask myself is, does this feel true? Or like, could it be true? Like, how does this feel? Because sometimes, yeah, we do feel that resistance. Like, oh, no, I don't like that. Like, that's not true. That's not me at all. But then allowing yourself to be like, okay, but could it be? Or or where do I peel this back a little bit and learn more? And I, again, it's just such a fun self-discovery tool where you can just take one little aspect at a time and dive into it and get to know yourself better. And as you do... These gifts show up, you show up brighter, you show up lighter, you're understanding yourself. And in turn, you are relating to the people around you so much better as well. So yeah, just my little interjection there. <laughs> I love that interjection. That's a fantastic interjection. And then I'll always, I'll tie in the aura type of like, so we have that penetrating aura. So for you, like people either love you or hate you. It also is kind of that same mm -hmm. energetic exchange for projectors. So projectors, like my experience has been, and I'm sure any other projector listening to this will feel this as well, is like, people either love me or hate me. Either they're like so magnetized by me because they feel like they've never been more seen in their lives. Yeah. Or it's like, oh my gosh, she can read my soul. Like I don't want to be in her space because it's like too much. Like they yeah. like feel 
they're not ready to be seen. So it's too much. So like, obviously I've learned some things about how to taper that back. So it's not so intense. Cause like, if you don't know what you're doing, you're like, (laughs) it's a lot. (laughs) Um, But like, I know when to like, kind of like, maybe people don't want me to be reading their aura right now. Right. And I kind of like, I can shut, I can like kind of almost like set up an energetic shield where I'm not being so penetrating around new people. Gotcha. Um, but you can do the same thing too. You can kind of make sure you're not feeling so repelling all the time. Yeah. Not it's blocking yeah, everyone. <laughs> not blocking everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So now we're moving to the manifesting generators in our lives who are amazing. Connor's a mangen, right? He's a mangen. I have three yeah. mangens in my right. family. And then, so I remembered our husbands were the same. So my husband's yep. also a mangen. So manifesting generators are, they move through life so dang fast. They have this amazing ability to like pivot in life. So mm-hmm. it'll be like, they get these urges kind of like manifestors do where they like, just have this, like, I need to learn this. I need to do this. And to outside world, it makes zero sense because it's completely off the beaten path of what they're doing in life, yes. but they're just getting called to it. And what's so fun is seeing how these things that looked so off the beaten path that like, didn't make any sense will translate into being exactly what they needed to get to their next step. Yeah. So they are meant to like pivot and move and change and grow. And these really, they're really here to show us how to like bust out of boxes and to live a very non-linear life. Yeah. So they, I like to call them like lightning in a bottle because they just have, and they do have the largest energetic engine of any of the energetic types. So like you and I don't have that sacral thing going on for us. No, they have like, they're sacral like go, di- go, 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 go. Yeah. They're sacral <laughs> despair. Like getting Kelly to sit down for like five minutes is sometimes trickier. Um, he's gotten better where he'll like actually chill <laughs> with me and watch a show at night. But like, usually he's like doing other things as well, but they just have so much energy. So they do have a lot of energy to burn throughout the day. Um, they move very quickly through life. It's really kind of this like move master, move master, move master. Like, learning new things and mastering it and moving on. So it's really a cool way through move the worlds, but they also like learn things so dang quickly. So if you do have children who are mansions, they are going to pick things up pretty quickly and they're going to move through really quickly. So it might be a kid who does gymnastics for six months, but that's exactly what they need to learn. And then they're done. Yes. And that's, which again, our parents. Yes. Knowing your kids. And, you know, like I said, it's cool to know yourself, cool to know your spouse, so incredible as a parenting tool. Cause if you know that about your kid, that they're a man gen and they like to bounce around from activity to activity as a parent, that could be so incredibly frustrating to be like, what do you mean you want to do karate? You were just into dance. What do you mean you want to do acting? You were just into this like, right. And it's but like, if you understand that that's your kid. You're like, great, let's move on to the next one. And you were ready, can like ready next toss that frustration. Yep. Exactly. And it, and it can be a little frustrating because like as parents, Mangens probably master things pretty dang quickly. So they move into this new thing and they're killing it. They're doing yeah. so good. And, and then they want to like, quit. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my kid's going to be like in the baseball hall of fame. They're going to be amazing. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm done with baseball. And you're like, what? So yeah. Good. So it is like lo- allowing yourself to be like, okay, cool. Time to move on and letting it go. Cause that's really hard. But, and that's where a lot of the conditioning for Mangens comes in is because they were not allowed to pivot as quickly and they were told that they couldn't finish things. They couldn't get things done. They couldn't complete things. Just stay in your lane. You know, all this conditioning around staying the same yeah, doing what you're good at and sticking through it 
And that's where they need to break through that conditioning is they were never meant to do the same thing. They're going to have so many different career reiterations. Like, I can't tell you how many things Kelly has been in our marriage. Like (laughs) it's like, it's always changing. And I, it, and as a, you know, a wife, I could have, and I've always been really um, supportive of him as he goes through these reiterations. Like like when I married him, people, I thought he was going to be a dentist. I thought I had married myself a dentist. (laughs) We were going to be really rich and being a dentist. And that was like 10,000 jobs ago. (laughs) (laughs) That was, yeah, worlds ago. That's so worlds ago. Um, Yeah. So it's just this ability to like, okay, cool. What are we doing now? Yeah. And everything yep. that he he's learned something from everything he's did and that's carried on to the next thing that he's done. So that is really what's really cool. And manifesting, you know, talking about going back to auras, they have this really open, inviting energy. So they really do people love generators and managers. Do so they have just like, especially when they're in doing something that they love and they're lit up? Yeah. There's like no juicier energy to be around than being with manifesting generators and generators when they're doing something that they love. It's like so freaking contagious. Yes. Um, So if we can keep our generators and mansions in joy and doing what they love and respecting us when they tell us no and honoring their no's, what a better world this would be. You know, that is solid advice for every type and every person, right? Right. When we can energetically honor the people in our life with either their no's or their yeses or whatever, Again, you guys, this is why I'm like, this is such a cool tool to understand people because yeah, it becomes such a, a beautiful uh, place of understanding to, for lack of better word. Yeah. And so their, you know, tool to navigate through the world is responding. Mm -hmm. So it really is this like universe is going to continue universe, God, whatever, you know, heavenly father, whatever you want to use for that, you know, higher power in our lives. Right. um, We'll be sending them things throughout their life because they want them to be in joy because when they are in joy, they create energy. And so they'll be sending things. So what they're saying yes to is showing what they want more of in their life. So really listen to this man, and generators, what you're saying yes to is what you're saying you want more of. So if you are saying yes to crap sandwiches and things that are not great, guess what you're going to get more of. Mm, and that's frustrating to hear, right? Because they're like, no, I'm not bringing that into my life, but eh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The good news is you are the writer, creator, director of your life. You can shift that. So if you have a, I always like to, you know, when I work with people and they're like, kind of have like a lot of chaos in their life, they've created a lot of drama. I'm like, you're a fantastic manifester. Look at all this creative stuff that you created. If yeah. we can redirect that, you can create some really beautiful things in your life because you do have that imagination. <laughs> Yep. Yep. So it's, it's just part of the tools that we work with. So that's the manifesting generators. Uh, they're a lot of fun, but just give them space to change their mind because they do pivot really fast. So they might say yes to you. And like two weeks later, they're like, I don't do that anymore. Yep. Um, so allow them to change their mind. Okay. Good advice. And then we've got our generators, then our generators generate and generators are really, they are meant to live in lit upness. They are meant to live in joy. So honestly, of all the energetic types, I am the most jealous of the generators because they just are meant to 
live this like beautiful life of flow, of responding to the universe, following. There's like right now, there's a lot of like energy around like if it's not F yes, it's a no. Mm-hmm. And you're you're hearing that a lot right now. That's a, in our culture right now. That's a big thing. Um, that really only applies directly to our generators and our man gens, and especially for okay. the generators, because and it, that's why it's resonating so deeply because, you know, generators and mansions are 70% of the population between the two of them. Right. Um, so that's why, like, that's most everybody. Yeah. So um, it makes sense. Yeah. So it makes sense. So, but that's really how they're meant to live. They're meant to like, Ooh, this lights me up. I'm going to do this. And then they create this beautiful energy that resonates and helps everyone around them. So if you are a man gen or a generator and you're like, well, I'm just one of like the 70%, like, that's not cool. Like, I want to be a manifester like Jesse or projector, like one of the more rare ones. Yeah. There is actually nothing more rare than an aligned generator or man gen because you shift the whole dang thing. So I always like to give this, this analogy because I think it is a really beautiful symbolism of where we're at and where we're uh-huh. going. So if we think back to the movie Monsters, Inc. that we all watch with our kids, maybe even if you're younger listeners, you watched it when you were a teenager. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the beginning of the movie, they're like collecting energy using fear and it's, you know, not doing so hot for them. They're in an energy crisis. They've got rolling blackouts. Like they're feeling really stuck because they're in mm-hmm. fear and, you know, go through the movie, go through the movie. And then at the end, when they switch to joy, when they sh- shift to laughter, it's like there's not enough energy canisters to contain it all. There's so much energy being produced that it powers our world tenfold mm. because, and that is the shift that moving generators and mansions from being in fear and lack and struggle and sleepwalking through life where they're not lit about anything. They're going to jobs they hate. They're living lives that they're not lit up about. They're just existing. Yep. Shifting them over to this energy of like, they are so lit up with life that they shift this whole dynamic of the entire planet. And it all shifts when generators move to joy. So that is what really hinges on all of it. Is so like actually generators and mansions are the energy we need the most on the planet. And that's why there's 70% is because for every generator and mansion who can stay in joy and who can stay in let up, they create so much energy that it affects you. It affects me, us who actually really need the energy of other people. Right. Um, it makes the hugest difference. And, and that is the trajectory of change that we need to make is to honor our generators and mansions and allow them to make brazen shifts that move them to joy, getting out of jobs they hate, moving to things they love that light them up. Because by doing that and honoring that, it shifts and changes everything. Yes. I love that analogy so much because when they were in fear in, in Monsters, Inc., right? They still, like, they were still creating stuff. There was still energy, right? Like, it was right. working, kind of. You said they were in energy crisis and stuff. But, yeah, just that that shift and that flow, that's such a good analogy, which I love so much. And that, yeah, the rarest form, because I did say that, right? Sometimes, like, yeah. we as, we want to be special. Right. And that's what's cool about human design is, yeah, there it starts out with these, like, five types Right. And then it breaks down into so many other things. Like I've said, if you go there and and figure out your chart, which we'll leave you a link to be able to go and do that right now to get yes. 
like just the basics. You can go figure out what you are and then look at your chart and be like, oh my gosh, I need someone to help me. And then you're going to call Andy and she's going to do a reading for you. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, But that's what's so cool is that even if you're like, okay, I'm within the 70%, you're really not because everyone's blueprint is so oh unique. There are so many different things. And even like, you know, I'm going to say words that are probably going to confuse you, like different channels that you have and different um, gates that are lit up. Like you can have the same ones as somebody else, but because of like a different one that's lit up somewhere else, they interact differently. And it's just, yeah. it's so cool. So you are a rare, beautiful person. Like you just are. It doesn't matter if you're looped in with this or- Right. Each one of us is so everyone is so different. So rare and special. Like you know, like there literally are a billion different combinations Mm -hmm. that could be had in a human design chart. Yeah. Like so all of it makes us so individual. And that's like my whole thing. Like we get back to my human design chart. Like my sun shines or my incarnation cross is individuality. Okay. And Like it's all about being as unique individual person, but like, honestly, I take that as my gift. The energy that I bring to everything I do is I help you to become the best, most individual person that you are helping you to step out and shine and where you're meant to shine. And that's what I love most is like, that's my gift. I see where you're unique. I help you step into that. I help you see it for yourself. Mm, I love that so much. And you can feel that coming from Andy right now when she says that is my gift. Knowing that and being that confident is incredible. And you were able to get to this in part by understanding and learning about your human design and learning about you. And so that's why we're having this conversation today, because I want that, like the way you lit up, Andy, when you said that about, I know who I am and what I am good at. And like this thing, that is what I want for every single one of you listening is to be able to be like, this is me. This is where I shine. This is what I'm good at. You can even acknowledge this is where I struggle real, real bad and real hard. And I acknowledge that and know that about myself. But that's how, hi, the podcast is called the Positively You Podcast. Like this is how you become that positive and like vibrant, glowing version of yourself is by diving in and doing the self-discovery and human design is such a cool tool to be able to do that. So we are just scratching the surface here. I'm going to open up like when this episode is live, when you're listening to it now, I'm going to open up stories and DMs or whatever. And if you're like, Hey, I looked at my chart. I have a question here. I have a question here. And then maybe we'll like compile a whole spreadsheet of questions and bring Andy back to actually dive into some of like the nitty gritty because we literally are just scratching the surface right now. Yes. But Andy, where can everyone go to find you? Because you give a ton of information. Andy also has a podcast, um, readings, all of this stuff. She's on Instagram. Where, if we're listening right now, where can someone click to find their next step? Okay. The next step would probably easily, the most easy is just find me on Instagram. I'm the real Andy Thewison. Um, on Instagram. So I, I used to be Andy Thewison and that kind of got shut down. So I had to create <laughs> so a whole the thing. real one. <laughs> so now this is the real one, which is actually so apt because I truly believe I'm stepping into who I truly, really am and being my most mm. authentic self. So I love the kind of, I actually really love my new name. I agree. Um, yeah. So um, go there. If you go to the link in my bio, there's a link to get to my, you know, to get a free human design chart. There's a link to book an appointment. There's a link to get my option of just notes where it's just like 14 pages of like fun things from your chart. And then I, I do these manually. So they are not like filled out through a computer where you're just getting, 
it's like, I actually will pull your chart. I'll compile 14 pages of notes and kind of like, I'll do a one page kind of like intuitively what I feel from your chart, kind of like exactly what I do in a full reading. Um, but it is just in paper form where you're not talking to me and where you're able to ask questions and like you would do it in a full two hour reading. Actually, they're more like three. Um, <laughs> they really are. And you guys, even like the free chart poll that you can do, great starting step. Great the, start. Like, I love that you have this like kind of tiered out for like, here's a free version. Here's like a written out version. Here's like spending, you know, half of your afternoon with me <laughs> diving deep into everything. Right. But I, I did a reading with Andy and I was blown away with not only the reading that I had, but then the notes and everything that you sent me yeah. after I was like, this is absolutely incredible. It's something that I can go back and reference. And I do all of the time and just such a fun place to start. So I have made it easy for you. Everything is linked right there. So you're listening to it right now, literally just scroll and click and it's right there for you. Yeah. So I, again, Andy, we could like, I'm like, we just scratched the surface. We could talk for hours and hours and hours Yes. and we'll just have you back. We'll yeah. get And if like, again, you could ask, you can ask Jesse questions. You can roll in my DMs and ask me questions. I actually, and typically every Friday at 2 PM mountain standard time, I do a live Q and a, so you can yes. join me live on Instagram and ask me lots of questions. I sometimes I'll do a live mini reading with people. So you can even get on my list to be a free mini reading with me on my weekly cut chats on Instagram. So there's lots of ways to interact with me. I, I, it's a community. I, I love being available for people to ask questions. Yes. So invite her in. <laughs> yes. Please invite me. There we go. I love the way you segued that. That's perfect. Right. And you guys, thanks so much for listening. And if you know your type or want to just chat all things human design, slide into my DMs or Andy's DMs because you know that we're always open to talk. So thanks again, Andy. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.